So today again, we have really done something good with our life. In fact, all week, for all eight days, we've been doing a really good thing. And the goodness of it is that we have, with our faith uh, in the Dharma or our confidence in mindfulness or awareness, we have made efforts throughout the day to just be awake to the ordinariness of being human being, which sounds easy and so obvious, but not easy to do. And with that faith and confidence, we seek goodness within ourselves. We seek the wholesomeness of awareness, of living in harmony with one another, of loving-kindness, of compassion, of uh, generosity, many wholesome factors come to mind as we practice uh, with faith. And that's the quality, or that's the characteristic of faith, is to seek the good. Where desire seeks pleasure, faith seeks the good the good within ourself. And we do that undertaking the three trainings as we have to uh, purify our speech and behavior of the defilements that cause harm to others, the transgressive defilements. And when we're able to do that, or to the extent that we're able to do that as we have this past week, we enjoy the happiness of living in harmony with one another. Of course, that's easier when you don't talk, but nevertheless, even without talking, you can get into trouble. So, having some careful attention to how we speak and how we act, you can see how considerate we become of one another, going through the meal lines, going using the toilets, coming in and out of the hall, in our group discussions, uh, and our behavior expresses our care and our concern and our sensitivity to one another. And uh, words aren't needed in that way. Nevertheless, sometimes living in harmony is uh, just the first step of discovering and uncovering distress in our hearts. And as we practice mindfulness, we have certainly discovered the distress of obsessive mind states. Whatever your particular flavor of distress is, whether it's fear or anxiety or depression or self-judgment or a sense of loss or the list is endless, as you know. Um, but when we become aware of it, we somehow get some distance with it. It's still there, but we have some distance, some space in our mind, some space in our heart. We're not quite so on fire with this obsessive state of mind. So mindfulness and the development of awareness uh, 
begins to cool the heat of obsessive defilements. And this gives us the joy or the happiness of uh, seclusion, the mind that is not obsessed momentarily and sometimes for longer periods of time. And then by um, remaining open to the full range of experiences that arise and pass away, we begin to um, discover subtle truths of all of our experience, known as the three characteristics. Everything that arises doesn't last for long. It passes away. This truth of impermanence or this characteristic of impermanence is uh, obvious and hard to live with. We do so much to try to stabilize our life, stabilize our foundation of happiness and our sense of well-being with relationships and finances and jobs and careers and agreements and contracts. And in spite of all that, things still change and we remain ever vulnerable to unpredictable, unexpected change. Vipassana is learning to see this and learning how to live with this level of insecurity in a way that is not in denial of it nor is it uh, trying to fix it but accommodating this truth. We also recognize the truth of dukkha. Not easy to define, but experienced by all of us all day long. Things are painful, or things are unstable. Things are oppressive. It's endless. It's ever, we're ever challenged by changing conditions. And we learn to live with that here in this, in this way of life, this way of awareness. We learn to live with, well, things just don't go the way we want. Sometimes they're painful. Incessant. And we also learn to, or begin to see that we really can't control. We certainly can't control others, but we also can't control our own minds and our own bodies. And so we we begin to recognize how conditioned, the conditionality of our uh, sense of ourself. It just depends on random or haphazard conditions that we don't control. This is hard to see, hard to accept, but this is what we're doing as we just recognize with awareness each moment's experience. Coming to deeply see how conditioned our sense of well-being, our happiness, our sense of ourself is. This is deep and subtle truths that we um, have been accessing here this week. And not only accessing, but learning how to accommodate them, how to live with them, how to live happily or with awareness 
of them. And in this way we gradually change our understanding. And this is the practice of Vipassana, which purifies our understanding, the misunderstandings we have of ourself and others. This is a gradual process, but this is what we've been doing. So in this way, we've really been making best use of our time as a human being this week. Really coming to know in a very deep, kind of wordless, um, insightful, profound way that this is the way it is in this human life. And to the extent that we adjust, accommodate, learn to live with the way it is, then we stop suffering. If we don't struggle with the way things are, we suffer less. This is the path. Anyone who's ever freed their heart from suffering has had to walk this path, just like this. Whether it's living at the time of the Buddha, or living in Switzerland, or America, or anywhere else, Asia. This is the work that we all do. There's no other way. You can't buy it. You can't receive it as a gift from somebody. You can't read it in a book. You can read it in your life. That's the only way to do it. So, this is a good way to spend our time. And it's not easy. It's not easy for you. It's not easy for me. It hasn't been easy for anybody. So don't 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 think that you're special. <laughs> oh, my special pain and difficulty. Ah, sorry. It's it's this way for everybody. <laughs> Sayadaw makes it sound so easy. He suffered. Don't worry. But, think about it. If we weren't here doing this this week, we'd be out doing what? Well, we know. That's why we're here. (laughs) So, and as I've mentioned in previous evenings, this um, total indulgence with our own mind and body all week is not just self-centered. Because to the extent that we come to understand our own suffering and the cause of suffering and how to be free of our own suffering, then we understand this about others. And we live with a lot of them. And so to the extent that we understand ourselves, we understand other people. And we'll be less of a problem for them. (laughs) That's a great gift, believe me. So really, this work we're doing is an act of generosity for them. (laughs) And it's compassionate. Because if we recognize the source of suffering in our life, we'll hopefully not be a bother to them in their life. So, it doesn't get any better than this, folks. And as hard as it is, and as difficult as it is, and as poorly as you think you might have done, It's good enough. Whatever we've done is good enough for now.
Is there anybody that didn't try as hard as they could? We did. We all tried as hard as we could. Did the best we could. Took the breaks we had to and did the best we could. Be at ease with that. Let that be good enough. Can't do any better than that. So, thank you all very much for your efforts this week. It's been really wonderful to practice with this Sangha. Of course, we must have had the intention long ago to gather like this and to practice. And probably, in all likelihood, we'll be doing this again. Maybe here, maybe there, some of us. But this, this, this path of awakening is a long, wide path. This is not our first steps on it either. So, see you around. <laughs> Anicca vata sankara upadavaya domino upakituva niruchanti desam upasamo sukho. The Buddha said, all conditioned things are rising and passing away, they're impermanent. And if we really realize this in the deepest levels of our heart and mind and let go of passing things, this is the key to the highest happiness, which is peace. <laughs>